In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. St. Paul doesn't just suggest or even tell the Philippians what they should do. He commands them with apostolic authority. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. He has to say it more than once because we need to hear from him that that is what we need to do, not just on today, but on all days. You know, it isn't by mere accident or a cheerful and sunny disposition that he speaks first and foremost about joy in the spiritual life. You know, without joy, we are never going to advance very far in the higher things of the Spirit. St. Teresa of Avila, with reason, exclaimed, God save us from sad-faced saints, right? You know who I'm talking about. Now, we're not supposed to judge by appearances, but, right, we see sometimes people that everything is going in the down elevator in a handbasket. You know, it's always, woe this, woe that, woe me. You know, everything is absolutely horrible with a little black cloud over their head all of the time. If you think that's what Christianity is all about, let me tell you something, you're doing it wrong, right? Sorry, have to let you know that. You know, St. Teresa of Avila had a tremendously beautiful and intimate relationship with our Lord to such an extent that she was capable of even joking around with our Lord. When was the last time you sat around with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and just had a good laugh together, right? Think about the time, this is one of my favorite stories, I know you've heard it before, but I'm going to say it again, where St. Teresa of Avila is on her horse, and she's just, you know, galloping along and doing her thing, enjoying the day, and then all of a sudden, she's, you know, sitting there talking to Jesus, you know, as she did all the time, and the horse gets scared or something happens, and the horse just throws her entirely. And so she ends up in this huge pit of mud, completely soaked from head to toe uh, with her habit. And she looks up in the heavens and says, Jesus, if this is the way you treat your friends, I see why you have so few, right? Can you talk to our Lord like that? You should, right? Not to be irreverent, to His Majesty, but that you are part of His inner circle of His royal court, and that you have that liberty and freedom of one of His closest associates to be able to be joyful with Him. St. Thomas Aquinas comments that St. Paul shows us what our joy should be and what is its cause. In the first place, for joy to be real and perfect. It has to be about what is good, namely God or our spiritual welfare. Secondly, joy should be continual, not interrupted by sin or sadness. Thirdly, joy can be about all kinds of things, from God to our own blessings 
to our neighbor's good. And fourthly, joy should be governed by moderation so that it is not given to excess or dissipation, but contributes to our spiritual progress and the building up of others. The cause of this real joy, the angelic doctor tells us, is the nearness of God. God is our greatest and our truest friend and is near us by His pervading and continual presence, by His incarnation in the person of our Lord, by the indwelling of His grace and His unfailing, unfailing willingness to hear our prayers and reward our good deeds. And if and because God is near to us, then we can be joyful. And we don't have to be depressed and downtrodden by anxiety and desperate want all of the time. Be not solicitous for your life, what you shall eat, nor for your body, what you shall put on, our Lord tells us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 25. Our Lord reminds us that there is a certain anxiety of mind and heart which arises from a lack of faith and hope in the power and goodness of God. Now, I don't want to be one of those, you know, sticks in the mud that Teresa of Avila doesn't like, right? But I do want to bring to attention an observation of mine, right? Maybe it's just me, but it seems to me that our culture is becoming more and more paralyzed by fear. I have believing Catholics who know that Jesus is their Lord and Savior who are little balls of nervousness all the time, right? Pope Francis said the confessional is not a torture chamber, right? So, and yet we have people coming into the confessional, but Father, I did this, that, the other thing, hyperventilating all over the place about something that they may have done or may not have done years and years and years ago. And they're so centered on all of what could have been and what I could have done or what I didn't do and all of that, that they don't realize that our Lord Jesus Christ let all of that go 2,000 years ago on the cross. They keep thinking about how everything could possibly go wrong instead of thinking everything that can, with the help of God, go right. Many of our young people and now I sound like one of those typical Gen X people, right, so, really and truly find themselves constantly under attack by various forms of anxiety to the extent that sometimes they find it very hard to function, right? And of course, it is not our task to judge them, but to inspire them to realize that there's something on the other side of all of that, that we have to be able to stand in the presence of our loving God with everything that's going on around us, no matter what that is, 
and say, you know what? God's got this. He does. And even though there's a lot of things that I look around and I scratch my head and I'm like, what on earth is going to be the end result of that? Right? And I'm going to have a lot of questions when I turn the lights out in purgatory if I get to heaven. But I still know beyond the shadow of a doubt that God is sovereign. He knows what He's doing. He knows what He is about. And because of that, I can go through the valley of death and fear no evil. For God is by my side. Our Father in heaven is never going to fail us in things that are really necessary for us. Even though we tend to think all manner of things are necessary, when the Lord in His wisdom knows that they are not. You know, sometimes we get mad at God. When people come to me and they say that they're mad at God, I'm like, oh, sends chills up my spine. Don't, no, no, don't go there. I prayed for this. I prayed so hard. I prayed with all of my heart and all of my soul and my might, and God isn't listening to my prayers. Have you said that? I have. Mea culpa. And then, as St. Francis de Sales says, ten years later, we look and say, thank God he didn't answer that prayer. He knows what he's doing, even when things seem difficult. Instead of letting ourselves be destroyed on the inside by worry, it is important to cast ourselves without reserve on the God who loves us without reserve. In fervent, trustful, and persevering prayer, never forgetting to thank God for everything. In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you all. Spiritual joy and the absence of that useless form of anxiety brings peace to the mind and soul. St. Augustine reminds us that peace is the tranquility of order. When that order is disturbed, it takes away our peace. The freer that we become from those things that trap us in patterns of behavior that rob us of that supernatural relationship of grace with God, the more that we allow ourselves simply to be loved by God and to rejoice in all of His grace and benefit that He gives us, the more orderly our lives are, and the more peace we can know. In the collect of today's Mass, the priest pronounces the words over and with us on this third Sunday of Advent. Incline thine ear, we beseech thee, O Lord, to our petitions, And by the grace of thy visitation, enlighten the darkness of our minds. If you find yourself in the middle of this Advent season struggling, 
struggling with the darkness of your mind and the darkness of your heart or the darkness that's entered your workplace or your family or your friends or whatever it is, ask for the Lord to come, to come and to visit and to be with you in that place so he can enlighten that space when you give him the space to do it. Gaudete Sunday, the midpoint of our Advent journey, is a blessed time to pray, to pray earnestly, to pray fervently, knowing that the Lord will come to us as a friend and lighten even the heaviest burdens.